Welcome to the third episode of iStartup. I'm here with Yuri from an amazing company called TipRanks, and he's here to tell us um, a little bit about the company and um, and uh, how we got here. So Yuri, first of all, thanks for coming on and tell me about the company. What is this company? What do you guys do? How did it start? Sure. So TipRanks is an Israeli fintech company. We're 120 employees with a majority located in Israel, mostly R&D and product. And uh, basically what we do is we simplify research in the equity space. Now, our goal is to basically level the playing field for retail investors and make sure that the same level and quality of unique data sets that are accessible to uh, institutional investors are also available and valuable enough for the retail investors. And the way we build our product is around our technology, which is natural language processing. So basically what we do is we analyze all the data available on the web, financial news websites, analyst research, social media, corporate filings, all the boring stuff that no one's bothers, uh, no one bothers to read. And we read it automatically, we analyze it, and then we turn it into uh, exciting interactive research tools. Wow. So let's, so first of all, when did, when did this, when did this idea come up to start this company? How, like, how long ago did you, like, it's a big company now. How, where, how do you get to here? So it actually, the idea was different when we started that uh, we started 10 years ago and what we built and is still a core of our product is what is called a financial accountability engine. And what we basically did is we measure, and, we, and, and again, we still do that. We measure the performance of any financial expert out there, sell-side analysts, you know, financial bloggers, influencers, yeah. and all that. And the, the way it started is that uh, going backwards, I worked as a software engineer for a tech company in Israel. And I uh, logged into one of the popular uh, Israeli financial news websites where I got a recommendation from an analyst to invest in a big company, it was Tata Motors. And uh, six months later, the stock was down about 50%. Wow. And uh, my wife asked me about it. And, you know, I started to, I tried to recall how it got there and realized it came from this recommendation. So I Googled the analyst's name and started to collect all the other recommendations I found online that he gave, you know, just using a spreadsheet. And uh, when I measured the performance over his overall ratings, I realized he was wrong most of the time, even though we're in a very uh, bullish market. Right. So I realized that uh, the average guy, uh, which I consider myself uh, to be, probably needs some system uh, that will allow him to evaluate all the advice that is being published online um, and basically bring transparency and accountability to this market. So we launched a browser extension. Uh, so I started the company, I raised capital from an angel investor in 2012. Uh, and we started as a browser add-on where you basically, whatever you uh, read relevant content, you know, you went on CNBC or on Yahoo Finance and there was an opinion of someone, we would highlight the name of the person. And when you clicked on it, you got a real-time report of how we performed so far. So you can basically know if you can trust it. Um, at some point, we, our service became very popular and basically the standard of analyst ratings in Wall Street, and it still is uh, today, and we decided that we're not going to only provide what analysts are saying, okay. but actually leverage our technology to offer more and more uh, what is called today alternative data sets, 
which are all the data sets, basically all the information that companies are not reporting, but can give you a clue of what they are about to report. Gotcha. Now, who, now you, have, you have individuals use your service. I'm assuming also many large companies use your service, correct? Oh yeah, so we have about 3 million uh, monthly users coming to TechRanks, direct uh, you know, retail investors. Uh, but we also have a B2B vertical, uh, which is a big part of TechRanks, and we have many financial institutions using them. In Israel, I think all the banks currently use wow. us and, and all the investment houses, you can see us integrated, you know, in Bank of Poalim, Bank Leumi, Discount, you know, all the names basically. Yeah. And in the U.S., you can find us on E-Trade, on TD Ameritrade, on Interactive yeah. Broker. You will find us on Nasdaq. Uh, basically, that's a very fast-growing uh, segment for us. And I think this market of research platforms and online brokers are uh, thriving for more innovation. Sure. And we basically we are a great solution to grow the user engagement on other platforms as well. Correct. Now, tell me, like, this started 10 years ago, right? Tell me, there must be some stories you have, some some stories like something ups and downs, you know, trying to create something, you know, trying to create something, getting to where you are today is very hard. Um, tell me like, just tell me like, you know, anything you can think of like that was like, like a story you can tell me that was like, wow, I can't believe this or this happened. And like, you know, we had to like fix it or something. So, you know, I think my journey is a journey of a failure after failure after failure. But, you know, every now and then between a failure, you do this big leap. Yeah. And, you go. and I honestly think that's a story of probably 99% of the successful companies. Correct. But, you know, the failures didn't break them. Uh, but, you know, to start with, uh, we threw away we threw away the solution that we have our browser add-on two years later because we realized it isn't a scalable solution. And we had to build the product from scratch as a destination website. Interesting. Um, so you know that was uh, that was interesting, and it was very scary, obviously, because the rationale for our product was very clear. When you're a browser add-on, uh, you don't need to come to our website. We will pop up whenever relevant. We collect mm -hmm. data from you know the websites that you're visiting. So the business model, you know, or at least the the product. Uh, was very clear and then we had to build everything as, as a destination website and hope that people will come to TechRanks, which eventually happened and it was a very good decision but we had to make a tough decision back then and you know that that's an example but you know we're dealing with hard decisions and failures right. almost on a daily basis right. it can be a big client that we were hoping to work with uh, but weren't able to it can be with a version that we hoped would you know, grow certain KPIs at TechRanks, big features that we invested a lot in, we realize that they don't work. It can be a marketing campaign that we invest a lot in, but, you know, isn't returning what we were hoping for. Right. And I think that you learn to live with that and you learn to accept the fact that most of the things that you do uh, don't necessarily uh, succeed, but you need to keep on trying and some do, and those that do take you very far usually. Yeah, that's what you realize. You realize in life that you're only going to get somewhere if you fail a bunch of times, usually. Yeah. No, absolutely. Interesting. Uh, and, and, you know, the sooner you get used to that, the easier the journey is. Correct. Now, when you started in, tw in 2012, like, how many people were working with you? You have 120 people now. It's a lot of people. How? Yeah. Tell me, like, how the growth, like, so you started with you and someone else, or maybe it was just you? 
So the idea came from me. Um, and I was all trying to get uh, uh, Gilad with our CTO and co-founder yeah. joined me uh, uh, back then, but he was very uh, busy with his uh, work back then. He was uh, a software engineer like myself. We studied computer science together and then he uh, became a team leader and you know, then they made him a product manager and he, uh, they always you know, uh, promoted him. So we had very little motivation to jump into the water and become an entrepreneur. Right. But at some point, you know, um, the timing felt good for him and he joined us. And once he did, it was very clear that we're going to build something big together. Um, so we raised capital, hardly any. I think, you know, the first money that we raised was about uh, half a million dollars mm -hmm. uh, for angel investors. And that got us pretty far. I mean, that turned us almost into a profitable company within wow. two years. Um, but again, you know, the traction was very low. Also, there was hardly any fintech innovation. We're talking about nine years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody knew what fintech even was. And by the way, most people still don't know, like it's yeah. a very broad. Yeah. Um, but at some point when our product was out, it was very cool. And we went to this big uh, fintech event in San Francisco called Finovate. And it was a good success and uh, everybody voted that we were the best company in the event wow. and got us some visibility. So suddenly we started getting phone calls from financial institutions, other websites. And above the fact that it made us feel very good, it, uh, we realized, you know, how valuable the product is and can be. And it started opening a lot of doors for us. And... Uh, about a year after, like I'm talking about the end of year two, we actually went out and did a round A. And, and even though we had to completely change the product, we call it a round A. Usually when you pivot so early, it's, you know, it's just another seed. Yeah. And yeah. we were lucky enough to bring in Elliot Spitzer to join us as well. Now, as you know, Elliot, before he was governor, uh, he was the attorney general in uh, New York. And he was a very tough and important regulator for Wall Street. He actually right. was the one that wanted to bring accountability into the sell side world and he separated between the sell side and the buy side. And so it was very, uh, you know, I thought about him having him join the second I had the idea because I realized I can solve his issue wow. using technology. And so, you know, we, get, we got back to Israel from this event and we were about to go out for a company dinner. I think we were six employees. Uh, and I sent him an email. I got his email address and sent him, you know, sent him a short pitch. And I never thought that he would get back to me. Uh, but, you know, a few hours later, I got back an email. Hey, this is very interesting. Let's meet in two days. Wow. And so I bought a ticket, went to New York, met him. And, you know, we uh, showed a lot of interest. So he joined our round. And, you know, once he joined our round, we started getting a lot of media coverage. So, you know, we would go on uh, CNBC once a quarter on, you know, on, on Squawk Box or, uh, you know, we were covered on the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, all the big, uh, yeah. big uh, outlets in, uh, in, in the U.S. And, you know, once we got that, we also started getting a lot of uh, users. So PR, it's not a strategy. It's, it's, it's good to get you uh, uh, peaks of users, but since our engagement was pretty good and our retention was pretty good, it really helped us build a critical mass of early adopters. And once we had that, you know, our product kind of became uh, viral, viral, 
many of uh, our users started to uh, uh, share insights from it. And at some point we realized that the data that we're sitting on is so unique and interesting that uh, we started using it to write our own content. And once we started writing content, a lot of the other websites, you know, would take our content. And I think, you know, that really helped us grow to the next level and become a brand with millions of monthly users. That's, that's an amazing story. Well, getting him, getting him as in the funding, that was, that, that probably changed the game for you. Oh because yeah. yeah. It validated, it validated who you were. And, and it was a dream come true, you know, you know, I think that was one of the points where you realize that everything is possible. You just wow. need to hustle. Just kind of yeah. Hustle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, you know, obviously it helped us to bring more investors and more investors. And it's, uh, it's kind of funny because a big part of my job as a CEO is to take care of uh, funding. And as right. you probably know, uh, raising capital is not a simple thing. It does become easier from round to round. But uh, the truth is that after the first three years in the company, we never needed any funding, like all the capital that we raised, we raised because we could have and not because, you know, we had to. And so we're, we're still sitting on most of the capital that we uh, raised in the last few years. That's very interesting. Yeah. Now, what's it like running a company headquartered in Tel Aviv? Um, it's the best place to run a company, if you ask me. Interesting. Uh, because, you know, to start with, people here are very uh, talented. Correct. And is uh, let's go and break some stuff. Uh, so, you know, people are, they want to come, they want to work hard, they want to have an impact. And, you know, the ecosystem here is uh, very entrepreneurial. Yeah. Uh, you're surrounded with a lot of friends uh, that either have companies or friends that had companies and then made exits. And there are a lot of friends that are investors. So you're basically living in it's, it's kind of like, you know, this entire, uh, the entire company is kind of like an accelerator. Like uh, you have answers. It's very, you have access to many other uh, CEOs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just looking out of the door now, out of the window as we're speaking. And I see like five uh, companies that I know their CEO and I know them. And it's very easy to pick up the call and, you know, get advice. Uh, but there's also a lot of talented tech people in Israel, which makes it very simple. So, you know, for instance, if I had to do the same in Sweden, who knows if I would find all these talented engineers that understand how to, you know, analyze uh, unstructured uh, text with algorithms. Wow. So you're in the best place. Yeah. Israel, Israel is, this is, that's the place. It's, it's the startup nation. Um, now. They like this. What are, what, so what. So the, the company is at a really, it's at a pretty high level. What are the, what do you think the, what do you think the next step is? What do you think, do, do, do you see the company going in another direction or do you see it expanding on what you guys already have? Um, or are you guys already big enough where you're like, I'm done. What are you thinking? So we're definitely not in a place that, uh, you know, we think we're big enough. And the moment I feel that, you know, uh, we're done is probably the moment that I will find myself a replacement. Correct. Uh, I think that, you know, our main focus, we have a few uh, focuses for 2022 and probably for 2023 as well. The first one is globalization and localization. So we plan to get into more and more countries with our uh, platform meaning more languages, but also coverage of more markets. And uh, 
you know, I'm excited. I'm mostly excited knowing that at some point by the end of this year, we will get into Israel. So we will cover the market and have our service in Hebrew. And even wow. though it's a marginal market, it's still going to be very cool. But we're, we're getting into a few very uh, important uh, markets and we've been waiting for that for a long time. The other thing that we have started focusing on a year ago and it's going very well and we're uh, uh, going to double down on is content. And so, you know, I, I mentioned before that we started writing stories. We had one person doing that. Now uh, we have almost 30 employees working on stories, analysis, uh, news, and all that. Uh, that's, one, uh, that's one vertical. The other one is videos. So we started a YouTube channel last year and it became pretty successful. And so we're creating more videos now, including original content around trends in Wall Street. And we're basically going out with a low cost version at some point uh, for a service that would be more interesting for millennials. Uh, so these are the two main things that we're focused on. We're also actively looking at potential acquisitions in our space. Uh, so it's, uh, it's kind of a busy time. It's amazing. Now, the, now let's say the media, the YouTube channel, is this, like what would, what would be on the YouTube channel? It would be to explain how to invest or would it be to like, you guys explain different companies, where do you think they're going or well, everything? I see, I see it as a fusion between uh, CNBC and TikTok. We're talking about short videos, you know, uh, four to three to five minutes. Uh, where we're giving some uh, like market overview and commentary and some uh, real-time insights of what we're seeing, but not what we're seeing in the news, what we're seeing in the data, some interesting stuff like, you know, we just noticed that Elon Musk reported to the SEC that he's selling shares of Tesla for $5 billion. These are stuff that we're constantly monitoring and mm. we're always looking for how to make this, uh, you know, simple for uh, the everyday investor. And we realize that just giving you charts with this information. I mean, that's relevant for uh, one segment, but you know, most of the users just want to see it as a short video or story. Correct. They, well, well, I know that when I use your I use your website, you can just you can search up any company and it will give you the ratings. It will give you all the ratings um, that are on that company. Which just that was really amazing because there's no I don't know if another place that does that. Like it just. So, there is no other place that does it. And that's, you know, one of the features that made us popular, but we made a strategic decision uh, about four years ago that we're not going to be only an analyst ranking company. Correct. The problem that we were solving is that there was no transparency. And like, you had no idea how good our analysts are giving advice. But as we started, we realized that not only is there no place that, you know, gives you the track record of anyone giving advice, there's not even one place that consolidates all this advice. So the fact that we even have this information and making it available, that's you know valuable by itself. Correct. Now, what 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 other what other let's say continents or countries are you are you are you trying or you're excited about besides obviously besides for Israel, which will you'll get there. Um, two years Asia, ago, what, what are you looking at? Like what? I'll tell you. Okay, so two and a half years ago, we uh, launched in Canada. Nice. And that became a very big success. We have almost half a million people coming from Canada every month now. And not only that, we have signed enterprise agreements with TD Bank, with CIBC, with Quest Trade, with the stock market, with the TSX. And 
about a year ago, we did the same with UK and we're now working to, to get that just as big. And now we're relaunching UK again. So we want to focus on UK, on Germany and France and Italy, like on Western Europe. And by early next year, we're probably going to get into some more um, um, Arab speaking countries like the GCC region, the Gulf region. Interesting. Yeah. Now, what what did you see in the last now it, it petered out, but like during, let's say, um, during the time of like, you know, when there was um, in the past year or two, there's been a, a lot of hype with in regards to like individual investors, retail investors is buying up stocks like AMC, all that stuff. What did, did that translate into a lot of people using um, tip ranks? Oh, because absolutely. I was, yeah, look, so, you know, the market uh, grew and within a couple of months, it grew by 25%. Right. The amount of portfolios in the U.S. went from 50 to 60 million. And, you know, people didn't have any sport to bet on and people were sitting home and speculating and spending time on social media. Uh, and so that had a very strong impact on the capital markets, which created the huge bubble, you know, that we're now, uh, that, you know, it, it's now pretty obvious it was a bubble because we see how prices went down significantly. Sure. Um, so that was one thing. Uh, so, so we did see that it did, you know, after the AMC, you know, the GameStop, the mem, the mem frenzy. Yeah. It moved to crypto. Right. And I think it kind of calmed down. Like we don't see the same excitement that there was about uh, two years ago. Yeah. Still much more than, you know, pre-COVID, but not, not as much. Just like, you know, other companies are experiencing this. We saw that on Netflix and, you know, Zoom and yeah. all the services of working from home, you know, saw this big jump and you know, slowly going down. Yeah, no, 100%. Now, um, we, Tip Ranks is a private company, correct? Yes, it is. Now, do you, do, you, do you envision yourself ever trying to make it public or do you like, or do you like the fact that it's private? So it's an interesting question. We actually, we considered going public two years ago and we started working on the prospectus. And, you know, I thought it could be nice being a public company because I love following other companies and I correct. thought it's do a good job communicating with our investors. Um, but I'm happy that at some point it leaked out that we are uh, working on the prospectus. And at that point, we were basically being approached by every VC in the world and had a lot of opportunities to yeah. raise capital. And so we decided to stay private and not public. Uh, and the valuations were very uh, hefty. Uh, and, but, you know, seeing what happened now to all the companies that went public, I couldn't be happier. Correct. Like, you know, yeah. something that I'm grateful for every day that we didn't go public. Well, yeah, because now you have control of your company. No one else does. Um, well, it's, first of all, I'm very, it's very exciting to see where the company is going. Um, because we, we know that it's, there's just so many, there's so many places it can go. There's so many, there's so many countries, so many continents really want to build you know to be the bloomberg for the average joe and that takes a lot so right. uh, you know uh, we're building a media division with news and video and t and a tv uh focused on uh hardcore research but again the challenge is not just to get the data it's to simplify it for the average joe uh and it's a journey and you know if you ask me we're at the beginning of the journey we're not anywhere near the end of it wow
that's that's very interesting um yeah i i i don't see why it wouldn't why it wouldn't work in any developed country um people want especially individuals they want to they want to see they want to see the data they want to see what they're investing in if possible um and that's what you guys that's what you guys offer so that's very yeah we offer transparency and you know it seems like it's uh it seems like you can get in everywhere but the market today is built on a model of let's you know get the attention of the user a lot of clickbaits and no accountability no responsibility and that's kind of what we're bringing to the market 100 um um I'm very, yeah, I'm very, I'm very impressed. I'm very excited about um, what you guys are doing. Cause I obviously, I used it and I didn't even know, I didn't know anything about it. I just see it's such a, it's such a great, it's so simple. Um, so obviously it's very exciting for you guys. And do you invest in the capital markets? Yeah, sure. Where do you, like what platform do you use? Um, what I used to invest, Robinhood, Vanguard. Um, but no, but I was, I was looking at companies and I was using, I was going on tip ranks because it was just giving me so much information. I never had, usually you have to do your own research, but right. your company was giving me so much research. And now, that's why I was so, I was so excited to get, to get, to get you on the podcast, because this is such an it's such a, for anyone that invests, this tool is, is critical. It's a critical tool. I agree. I agree with you. Look, you know, a, a big part of our enterprise clients are actually hedge funds that are licensing and, you know, using our data. And I get to speak with them quite often and they keep telling me about this new tool that they're looking at or new data set. And when they're looking at a new data set, they're not looking at, you know, something trivial that you can get out of the reports from the earning reports. They're looking at alternative data that you cannot get any access as, a, as, a, as an individual. And so what I love about what we're doing is that we can actually get this input from institutional investors and figure out how do we get these unique data sets and simply make sure that everybody can benefit from them. One example, for instance, from last year uh, is looking at website traffic monitoring, right? So you have all these companies that uh, monitor website traffic of other uh, websites right. and it would, it would be quite expensive for a portfolio manager, for an investment manager, investment advisors and all that to get access to that. It's a few tens of thousands of dollars a year. If you want to look at it from an investor perspective, compare quarter over quarter, year over year, have a history and all that. And we simply, you know, had uh, signed an agreement with the biggest company in the space called SEMrush and arranged distribution agreements for all the users in the world for free. Wow. Uh, you know, that's a big example. You know, that's a good example of how we, you know, bring all these exotic data sets and make them available for everyone. And we're passionate about helping investors. Another example is a big hedge fund that told me that they're looking into the risks analysis of companies. So when you look at a company uh, earning report, like the 10K, uh, you're going to see that a bit, very big part of it is, you know, is a list, is a boring list of disclaimers. Yeah. We are exposed yeah. to sanctions from China. We are dependent on that employee there is a litigation, you know, going on process going on, like they're gonna, you know, they're gonna put on 50 pages, all the risks that can kill the company. Yeah. Uh, so what we do is we analyze it using machine learning and we simplify it and we tell the users a story of what's new, what has changed, what is old, you know, what is the benchmark, how much are they exposed to legal risk or to political risk or to manufacturing risk. And 
we're basically, you know, we're leveraging the fact that we are a tech company and not, you know, another financial news website uh, to, you know, crunch the information and uh, give it to you in a very easy way to consume. Well, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a brand new concept, really, like, and you guys do it really well. Um, and the mission, the mission is real. The mission is real. You really, you, when you, when there's transparency in the markets, you know, people can invest with um, knowing what they want, knowing what they're getting themselves into, knowing the risks. So you, yeah, I mean, you guys are, you guys are doing, yeah, you guys are doing great stuff. Um, Appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we can't wait, can't wait to see where it heads. And Yuri, I cannot, I cannot thank you enough for coming on, giving your time to, um, to, to me and to everyone that's going to listen. Um, you've been very helpful. And hopefully people, hopefully anyone, anyone that invests goes on tip ranks because you get that the data you get so easily, there's like, there's no reason not to, there's no reason not to. I agree. And it's uh, 99% free anyway. So yeah, you get a lot of information with no commitment and no investment. And, and I you know, as someone that's passionate about investing, I really use it all the time. So, me too. Yuri, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much you for your time. Have a wonderful day. Great speaking with you. Thank you. You too.